Oh my god. Clink. Clink. Clink, clink. <laughs> hoi, hoi. There's, no, there's no water in there. It's just alcohol. Ugh. <laughs> Welcome to Unfit to Post. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year and we're getting back into the swing of things by still unfit. Uh having a you know, just like a conversation about showgirls. <laughs> it's a strong re-entry. You <laughs> yeah. know, I just we're yeah. we're dabbling in the idea of reviewing shitty movies and finding the hidden golden gems in them. Well, okay, so okay, let's get into it. I think that we should we should talk. I'm just gonna smoke a little bit of weed, but yeah. I think we should talk about the plot. Like, um, let's talk about the plot. I mean, yeah, let's just walk through the plot, and we'll kind of we'll talk about what happens. Okay, why don't we talk about the opening scene when she's hitchhiking? Nomi Malone, Nomi Malone, our heroine, right, as played. By Elizabeth, Elizabeth Berkeley of Saved by the Bell fame. Yeah, you know that's, what you'll know that's her all from? she has. That's Jessie. all she has. Yeah. God, Christ. And she um, had kind of a scene in Saved by the Bell where she was like addicted to caffeine pills or something, and she dances to like I'm so excited. It's okay. You're right. It's okay. Everything will be okay. Yeah. I just need one of these pills. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them, Zach. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. <laughs> this is Elizabeth Berk- Berkeley's like um, post, not a girl, not yet a woman, Britney Spears <laughs> moment, yeah. where she was like, "I really need to break this Saved by the Bell vibe, and I need to come on out. I need to right. come on strong. Out. I need to be seen as a sexual being mm-hmm. and not just a teen." And Which boy, did she pick a movie for it! In 1995, she was like, "I want to be taken seriously." <laughs> <laughs> this movie was a was a big deal. This was the. To date, the only NC-17 movie ever to be given, given wide distribution and release. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I think the other one was like Last Tango in Paris with Marlon sure. Brando. But they didn't have... So they had X until right. the 80s. My understanding is that X fell out of, fa- out of favor because it was too closely associated with porno films. Mm-hmm. And so NC-17 became the like MPAA-approved standard. But no movie... It's a no... I mean, R-rated movies always make less than other ratings for movies pg-13 pg or g they always make less and so nc-17 was basically it's basically become a throwaway because to this day this is the only movie that was ever distributed that is nc-17 that was ever shown and like the fucking fremont in san luis obispo would have shown this movie some if they bought it so and people would have been extremely offended i mean but also it's it is a coming of age film for a lot of people's sexuality i feel like i bet this was so like a point of discussion because it was in the public eye it was in theaters moms and dads were like don't see showgirls and the cover of it is like a slit of her front of her right and it made almost no money in theaters i mean it didn't even make back its production advertising budget in theaters Mm -hmm. but it was a huge success for united artists on home video it made like it was like a hundred million dollars in home video rentals and shit yeah because even though it's i mean it's 
definitely explicit. It's not a porn movie, but no. just the but way that honestly, it's like, funny. It's it's cult acclaim only started like three years after it came out. Like it came out and got it, bad reviews. It became a cult pretty quickly. A right, cult only like quickly. three or four years later, they were like, oh. Right. Shit. <laughs> That's because I think what Aaron is saying is that people were more comfortable watching it in the privacy of their own home and yeah. they were into it. Right. right. But I mean, that's not, I think that that has come and gone. It's, that was more of like a jerk off moment because yeah. if you think about what softcore porn is, it's like tit sucking and, yeah. and dry humping. Yeah. And there's a lot of that in showgirls because yeah. there's no penetration. Obviously there's no penetration. It's just like boob play. Yeah. A lot of tit play and, and flopping around like a dead fish. Yeah. And then like grinding and mm-hmm. you can't see like penises and vaginas. Yeah. Maybe you'll see like a, a vag, but like no, nothing like penetrating it. Yeah. So it kind of is a softcore porn. So a few people said when it first came out that it was a satire. What do you guys think? No fucking way. Right? I no. no fucking I don't way. think that. I think just like the room, it it is a satire, but that wasn't the purpose of them making it in the first place. I don't because he. I thought that Joe Airstotts, that's just what I'm gonna call him. He wrote. He wrote like it. That? He wrote it in like the style of one of those old MGM. Uh, mm, big budget mm-hmm. musicals with the big sure. sweeping sets when they too. go out on stage and it's Broadway, sure. and you can see that vibe running through the film. It's it is very uh, loving towards its like set design mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really and it really gets off on these kind of throwaway like ah we're just in the show business scenes. We're mm-hmm. like all oh, the monkeys are loose in the in the. It just happens that all the girls' yeah. tits are out and they're right, all wearing right. fucking wigs. That's it definitely caters to this kind of idea of Vegas, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it keeps this kind of um, yeah fanciful, lofty, older creepo white mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. idea of vegas alive it's like the producer right yeah like, right the producer is right. in charge of this and it's all about the business it's got this kind of overarching theme about like you know oh it, it's a it's a tough racket to be in kind of thing in this very old-fashioned way which makes it so funny that it they decided to make it nc-17 i mean you could have i'm just trying to i'm just trying to understand what they thought was so special about like making it so explicit that they felt like they like that that was an important well, part of it because the thing is I mean, the, it's qu- honest. the question is is it's actually a movie about hollywood but they mm-hmm. chose to do it in vegas and instead of being an actress she wants to be a showgirl right and the underlying darkness in it is that technically nomi malone is a sex worker mm. and she's right. trying to hide from that identity everyone yeah. points it out to her immediately they're like you're a whore and she flips the fuck out about it. She's trying and to reinvent herself without changing a She doesn't want to be that way. Thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I feel like it's them trying to do the Hollywood A Star is Born trope, but mm-hmm. trying to reinvent it so that it's Vegas. And it's also edgy because it's about sex workers. And Paul Verhoeven sure. does do the, like, not satire, but, um, like, Starship Troopers, that book is basically, like, what if a fascist society, like, what what would a future military campaign be if, like, in a quote-unquote fascist utopia where everyone's down with nationalism, with mm-hmm. jingoism, with hyper-militarism mm-hmm. in this super masculine, confrontational, aggressive society where war is the thing that is good and matters. It makes you a citizen. And makes you, yeah, it literally yeah. makes you a citizen. Right. And so, like, in this movie, it's just funny to see it, like, 
because it's not a satire, but neither is Starship Troopers. But in Starship Troopers, watching that movie, it's so over the top. Right, I mean, right. it's so hilarious. But Starship it's, Troopers is arguably similar to Showgirls because it, it's agree. just a masculine version of it. I right? agree. Being a stripper is in a male right. satire being in the army or being right. in the military. It's right. the ultimate stance of being masculine and being a stripper or a showgirl right is feminine it's because like, you're like objectifying yourself and you're going right. off of your sexuality it's all about the worship of the female form mm-hmm. without the worship of the female um person person yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right so i feel like there is a running like how darren aronofsky always has movies that are centered on people who are going insane over right. their art Paul Verhoeven is obsessed with like, um, it's just being like <laughs> the ideal gender version of yourself. Yeah, Showgirls has like, it just owes so much to those old Broadway. It again, it's like all those yeah. old Broadway kind of esque black and white movies that portray you know quote unquote the nitty gritty of what it's like to be showbiz. I mean, maybe that's where the NC seventeen becomes important. Because if you really want to show what it's like, especially for a woman, to be in Vegas trying to make it in showbiz, you're going to have to get real titty with it. Yeah, as the guy says. You lose all your money, honey? You want to make some more? It won't take any longer than 15 minutes. Sooner or later, you're going to have to sell it. Sooner or later, you're going to have to sell it. Right. It's like, well, what if we took, you know, the uh, tap dance movie of yesteryear and we just ultra real hyper realized not made it not made it realistic but made it hyper real and turned everything up to yeah and turned everything up to 11 and just like let's see how these characters play out which is why none of their actions make any goddamn sense yeah yeah (laughs) and that's why i feel like that's what you're saying is like why it's a satire is that everyone's reactions are so over the top because it's trying to make a point i don't know what that point is but well a point is made I don't know if they even. I don't. Knew. You know. Yeah. Extremely <laughs> disjointed, though. It's like the clunkiest movie ever. Oh yeah. 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 But I feel like what this, this like, this review of trash, is to <laughs> watch trashy movies and like find the golden nuggets in them. Yeah. Because absolutely. most of the time they're awful, and oh, yeah. the acting is trash or you know whatever. But there's like parts of it that are like, hmm, this is kind of interesting oh yeah but also it's super interesting about how trash it is it's more fun to weed out the the good parts of trashy movies than it is to i mean we can all go see a kurosawa movie and be like we all just nod sagely afterward and then go home right it's like this is this movie inspires conversation (laughs) right when something is too good you can't even talk about it because there's nothing left to be said you're like totally yeah i love the cinematography very said (laughs) Maybe this kind of real ritualistic cult popularity isn't what I intended, but it's like a resurrection after the crucifixion. <laughs> I love that. It definitely, this movie definitely has a lot of camp. I mean, it is steeped in camp. Not just because, not just because showgirl, yeah. like the showgirl vibe of, you know, Vegas is camp kitsch city. But yeah. this movie specifically, because there are Vegas movies that don't do the, the Vegas vibe the way this movie does. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it doesn't do... 
I liked that this movie shows you the 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 guys who are servicing you in the casino where they live. Right. Where they live behind the giant parking lots. Right. Yes. the hotels. Right. Like, I've parked in those, you know, 12-story parking garages and seen the houses behind it. Right. Wondering who the fuck lives in those. Yeah. And Showgirl shows you who lives it's in those. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. We're gonna get into the first scene then. Well, and she meets. Yeah, she meets this like um, mm-hmm. Greek archetype character. This like oh. uh, Vegas template. This kind of from a bygone era. You got a name? I'm Jeff. No me. What kind of name is that? A gamble? No. Well, you gotta gamble if you're gonna win. I'm gonna win. Hair quaffed creature who ferries her into Vegas. Oh, it is, that is actually super like, great. The idea of like having a character that's just the transporter of like, oh, you're on the same highway as me. Yeah. That's very like Homer. Culturally. Um, okay, so. She gets ferried into alone, town. She so. hitchhikes, right? And she gets, yeah. and she's like, I wanna go to wherever you're going, I wanna go. Which I think is like lame. Like, I think that she. She seems like on a one track. To well, she says, I thought she, she wants to be a dancer, right? She says, why are you going to Vegas? I know, but doesn't he, am I misremembering? No, doesn't... she says, where are you going? Or no, he says, where are you going? She says, Vegas. And then she asks him, where are you going? He's like, Vegas, baby, get in. Okay, good. So okay, that makes like, more sense. Okay. She knows she's going to Vegas. I thought it was the other way around, that he was going to Vegas, and she was like, let's just do it. No, she knows she's going good. there. No, she, she wants, wants to be a dancer. She knows that she wants to go to Vegas and be a showgirl. Okay, right. good. And then the whole opening entrance of her into Vegas is she comes in, she immediately wins at fucking slots. Slots, yeah. Wins like a billion quarters. Foreshadowing, you guys. <laughs> Pennies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it was quarters back then. Yeah, she, she leads her luggage with the dude, goes inside, plays slots, right, wins a bunch, then immediately loses well, a okay, bunch. But I think it's Gets important, hang on, hang on. I think it's important that he drives her to Vegas, says, I have to go do something, here's some money do your thing and then we'll split it later everything is small allegories towards the large so this is another one where it's like man gives you money gets you hooked you lose everything yeah you get a taste of the sweet win and then you lose everything and then you walk outside and all your luggage is gone because he just drives away he literally took you for a ride yeah and then comes (laughs) one of several iconic scenes where she walks out of the casino sees the dudes driven off with her luggage and she has no money and she starts beating yeah. on the Honda Civic Flips next out, to her. Behaves like no human would right. ever. Which is one of about 30 scenes where she just is like, Bruh! and just reacts like a goddamn lunatic. She has whiplash <laughs> from the filming of this movie. I, I would, if I could interview Paul Verhoeven right now and I had one question to ask him, I would ask him, why does Nomi Malone vomit after that? Yeah. What is the thought process behind right. that? She, and is it she, like she, there's like a cut scene where they're showing her like doing shots? Because she that's doesn't really what I like, think. She doesn't, she doesn't really like substance drink. abuse. Like she does no, like a not bump until later. Coke not until later. Where you, it's like a sign that she's turning and she's yeah, yeah. evil. It's after she's the dark baptism. But she's not really like an like, addict. No. There was probably a drug and alcohol element to this film that was cut out, which is why it got NC-17 <laughs> probably. Mm, and so X. And I bet they fucking like cut out some scenes of her like... Because the only reason she would throw up like that and seem so, like, beat down and pathetic by Vegas is because she, like, got a bunch of free drinks while she was gambling, gambled everything away, was super fucked up, goes and realizes she gets gets robbed, 
physically attacks a truck and then like right so she she, like sorrow vomits right so so molly right is the friend who right so she beats molly's car molly comes out what the hell is going on they wrestle nomi pukes for some reason technically molly is kind of the magical negro character in this there's two well, no, no, no. He's well, not. No, it's he's Molly. not a magical. No, she's not. She's not the magical Negro. Yes, character. she is because she oh. solves. What would you think? I don't think. I think if there. I don't think there is one in this movie. Molly's totally. The How? Magical What's Negro. her? She. The magical Negro archetype is supposed to be someone who explains, give, offers yeah, all this wisdom, true, yeah. like in Final Destination, the mortician. I that's the that's an archetype. How is Molly not that? Because she doesn't offer wisdom that's accepted by the heroine. She, she doesn't. She tries. doesn't. But she doesn't guide though. the plot. She doesn't say like, and here's how this will progress. She doesn't she do any is of that. The moral I mirror disagree. in her face, though. I disagree. At the end of the movie, she turns all moral after what happens to Molly. No, but also remember. When... I have a different interpretation. Oh my god, no! Molly is 100 percent the magical Negro character because she's already in the environment. She's she's the seamstress for the show. That's and then true. Nomi comes in and she shows her the the ropes and then Crystal tries to like get her to um you know go to like the event where she's going to be a prostitute and she's like don't do that dude that's true. I've heard that no, that's No giving bad advice thing. is not the same thing. Yeah, that's true. And the magical it's negro true. is not moral. It's not that's that's not the purpose that that well, the, that, the, that, the magical that, negro is the person that guides you into your change into the no it's not necessarily in your change it's just into the plot of the story so like it's it, it's explicit in like oh brother where art thou because it's mirroring Homer well, where focus on I think showgirls though in a lot of movies there is the moral character and then there's the magical negro character. And I actually think those are two different characters. And well, like the movie, legend of Bagger Vance has both of them combined. And this movie is more the the like moral straight line that you judge your heroine or he- hero off of. Mm. And I think maybe she does play more the like, I am in it, but like this is how you play it straight. No, and my, my interpretation of the two, um, I guess like actually important to the story, black characters in the movie, mm-hmm. is that they are. They are the working class characters in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Because Molly is, she's not performing. She's behind the she's scenes. She's always getting yelled at, always being asked to help with stuff. She's kind of getting shat on the whole time. She, it's her trailer that they're living in, eating snacks, and Nomi just hitches chips. there. Chips. Eating chips. And the other dude, you know, he's the same thing. He's just a bouncer, and then he gets fired and becomes a bellhop, and then he gets fired from that. No, he has multiple jobs at the same time. Yeah, he has multiple jobs. He's constantly trying to to keep a job or whatever and he has this dream in the background which is that he's a choreographer he's this amazing dancer and you know we can argue about whether or not he's actually a good person or if he's using Nomi or these women but the way his story culminates is that he ends up living a completely like honest honest working class life it culminates in him having a show that nobody likes because it's Vegas and he's for she Nomi thinks that his show is great, that his choreography is great, right. but nobody gives a shit. And, and then it culminates in him just being like, "Look, I'm getting married to this lady, and I'm having a kid." And he's he like, "I'm just to gonna bag groceries." Of, like, real life and responsibility. Yeah, the oh, two the two black characters actually choose. face the reality. reality of that. And the one time that Molly is able to kind of Nomi reaches out her hand and pulls her up with her into this glam world of Vegas, which well, is where Nomi's been trying to live the whole time. She she gets absolutely 
rock. Okay, so she meets Molly. She's down and out. She's at her lowest, six hours into her fucking time her in Vegas. Vegas. Right. Yeah, she like blows all of her money. Pukes she's, for some reason. She pukes for no reason at all. She throws fries everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like and, mashes the fries into mashed and potatoes. It's <laughs> like, I'll turn these back from whence they came. For no reason at all, after throwing and mashing her fries, right. Molly just is like, press your forehead against my forehead and I will breathe in your vomit breath and now we're sisters for life we're bonded come you're gonna come me. into my home and my personal life I've got and I'm gonna bring you, you into every you part of my life you are a stranger I met on the street mm-hmm. but I got you you showed erratic and insane Nuts. behavior from the beginning and we're know what this now. is this now. is what we call solidarity I like I she like sees it. someone down and out it getting her shit good. rocked like, right. probably her, the f- her selflessness of taking in this yeah. like street urchin yeah she sees this girl charming. with nothing to her name who doesn't want to answer any questions about her past who seems to have nothing her and she's just like and her openness to just letting this person in who obviously has issues was yeah. like I like that. See someone very, down on her luck and is like, Molly's I live in a trailer a and I know what that's like. I want to hang out with Come Molly. on in. Yeah. So flash forward six weeks Yes, yeah, six weeks later. Six weeks later. So now we're in it. They are. Really, they're deep, living they're together. Yep. They're living together, having girls time where it's just like, <laughs> girls walk like, in and take their clothes off. It's literally <laughs> like a Beverly fucking Cleary scene in their fucking um, trailer. trailer yeah. Every time it's like, it's like, sort of pillow fight girl talk but doing their nails not even like remotely accurate of what that life that trailer was too too lovely it was too well they share a bed right no aren't they bouncing on the bed together single beds that like are aimed at each other like shit that you only saw between it was a dorm room in 1999 it was a dorm room those white painted metal rod bed frames that full house. went up against the wall yeah. full house bed down. strong yeah, clarissa yeah. explains mm-hmm. it all very bed. disgusting so that's what they slept in faux show yeah. yeah very realistic okay so at this point we know that nomi has her job at the cheetah cheetah, cheetah topless club which is like the trashy club mm-hmm. that's like the which is peppermint a- rhino <laughs> spearmint rhino and <laughs> the winter fresh rhino the winter fresh hippo um, um, all the while her new bff um molly. molly molly has her job as the costume designer Co- the seamstress yeah seamstress over at goddess goddess the is the, show. Goddess is the show, show at, at the, the riviera the riviera um okay so it's it's um Nomi's first night. Explain Nomi at Cheetah's. So she's Robert Davi is the proprietor. And there's right, pockface motherfucker. There's basically the most pockface motherfucker. Yeah, he makes Ray Liotta look like a Neutrogena commercial. (laughs) Edward James almost looked like a Claritin commercial. (laughs) 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 So the three characters that matter at the Cheetah are Penny slash hope that's her stage it's, name. right and it's penny's first night and penny's she's first too night dumb to even and robert davi brings her in and is like yeah hey, you're gonna What's have to the, so what they're doing is they're they're showing you the status quo of the cheetah so right, right. nomi has shown up to vegas she lives in a trailer with molly and now she got a job as a dancer mm-hmm. at the cheetah it's not and the I dancing think- she wants to do but she's dancing. I think this was supposed to be the scene that clearly defines that 
six weeks in, Nomi's really still standing her ground and mm-hmm. saying, like, I'll show these titties, but you can't right. pay to suck on them. Like, no, she's like, you can't fuck me. I can exactly. show you my goods, but we ain't fucking. Right, right. like, she still has her, like, standards. Yeah, because she, be she wants to be a professional dancer. And it's, it's I think this scene didn't do a great job of showing how she's, like, not morally corruptible yet, but that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to be, like, he's offering so much more money and, like, better whatever if you just suck so it's it which he literally says it lays out the like archetypes of the three other characters that she's going to interact with when she moves up to showgirls Mm. so the robert davi character is is taken over by the kind of kyle mclaughlin slash ironsides combo character those the papa yeah the 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 comp that that aesthetic is taken over by those characters the mother character is this like large breasted titty woman at the cheetah who's, you know, loving and ridiculous and funny and raunchy. And then there's Cough. basically the other girl Her who Penny. 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 Penny, who by all accounts in this movie is just a nice, dumb, just like any girl showing up to Vegas. But so I think it's af- after this kind of crazy night where She's bummed out about the way things are going at the Cheetah Topless Club. Um, her best friend Molly says, let's go dancing. Mm-hmm. The Crave Club. At the Crave Club. And Love we that. we are shown uh, Nomi's dance moves for the first time. Who, buddy? I'm into they are a, jagged. a movie Zoinks. about a person that is really aggressive and serious about them becoming a dancer. <laughs> and then they show her dancing and it is... Rough. It's like watching abstract art try to dance. It was so it's like watching it's so bizarre, like someone bounce into like each other. try to get away from a bee and the bee is invisible. It just looked like she was being electrocuted or tortured or something. <laughs> she was just funny, so angular. Because you have a little bit of vindication. She's like, when, when, what is his name? I know, uh, what is the black guy's name? Can we find out James? what his character's name is? James. 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 Okay, so. You get a little vindication when James comes up and is like, "Hey, guess what? You're you're not that great." He's like, "You're too intense. You're kind of you need shit. to like, like, not just bleed all over." Yeah, the he ground. mansplains dancing to her. He really mansplains dancing. He does, but like, he had a point. That sucks though. so bad, but like, her dancing sucks was really so bad. bad, and he had a yeah. point. Yeah, he is not a good person. He definitely has a shitty relationship with women, and I liked uh, that obviously. about him. Like, I liked that they. They pretend like James is going to be her love interest, and then it turns out that he's just like an idiot that's blathering at her, and he doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking well, about. Well, he's just, he's just the neutral. He's just un- he's just the neutral working class character contrasted well, with Molly, who's like a good person who's charitable. James is just like out there trying to hustling, hustling trying mm-hmm. to be for himself, just well, trying to make it by and doing what he can. And while he might have dreams and aspirations. Just like Molly, they're going to get foiled. Okay, so James tells her at the club, it's not as good as you think. <laughs> yeah. I don't you know, su- girl. You suck. He's yeah, like, it's probably not that fight good. breaks what out. Is he, wait, wait, yeah. what is the quote? He says, he's like, he's like, you think you can dance? That ain't dancing. You're just teasing my dick. That's right. And then she kicks him yeah. in like, the dick. Am I teasing you now? Yeah, and she, she kicks does a him in the sweet, nuts. smooth dance move and kicks him in the nuts. And then they both get arrested. Right, exactly. And then a spontaneous bar fight breaks out. Because, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, he gets fired as a result of yeah. that. 
So then he bails her out of jail. That's right. And they become, that's when they unite. That's when they become, they go from strangers to friends. To acquaintances. But she still goes home with Molly. Yeah, she's, yes. yeah, she doesn't she go does home not, with them. She's not Gives him a quarter and still, beats it. He offers it. her at that point, again, another chance to let me train you how to dance. And she's like, too prideful. Yeah, she's like, yeah. Well, go fuck yourself. Here's a quarter. Go well, she doesn't trust him, yeah. Well, because also his, his offer... <laughs> is very Weinstein-esque. His mm-hmm. offer to show yeah. how to dance is really let's fuck. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because that's right. what happens to Penny. Yeah. So I think um, at this point, um, the, that night happens and Molly takes Nomi to help her at the goddess, right? That's right. Because that's, that's when she goes and So that scene is very Crystal. important. Yeah, so Molly is like, hey, you're bored. Why don't you come? I love that. Okay, let me just break it down. Nomi is like, I am dying to be a professional dancer. Right. And her roommate is like, I'm a seamstress at like, at the place that you want to work. Yeah. It's been six weeks. Why don't you just come along and like, just check it out. I just this idea. It's really crazy. It's crazy. You should totally stop by and join me. You would be really interested in this. Right. Right. So Nomi comes wearing her fucking thneed. They're red, right. bouncy, God knows what the fuck. Wait, talk about how it's like a, a Dr. Seuss outfit. Well, like, as we all that? know, the thneed that everyone needs that's made from the truffula trees. Oh my God. The chopping down of the truffula trees is, I mean, from a stump is where the Lorax comes from. Listen, I get that there are certain garments mm-hmm. that are supposed to draw one's eye <laughs> to the body. I get it. And Maybe. This particular need oh it draws, it draws the eye all right draws so joelle and aaron are trying to describe a fringe dress that's yes. what it was it was just a fringe dress. it was and in aggressive. fact i just want you to know that i bought a forever 21 frock when i was in college that looked exactly like that but it was turquoise moving right along <laughs> um, oh edit that part out <laughs> Because we didn't talk about Nomi's response to watching the show for the first time. Oh, yeah. We, did, we didn't talk the about crowd. the first show. Our, the audience's first introduction to the show to is it's powerful stuff. <laughs> yeah, so she is backstage with Molly, and then the show starts, and Molly's like, go up, go up and watch it. So Nomi goes up and watches the show, which is, uh, I believe I described it while we were watching it, as a combination of Igor Stravinsky's uh, The Rite of Spring and Disneyland's Fantasmic Fireworks Show. <laughs> it's the same fucking... Yeah, uh, the, music the music is extremely Mickey Mouse battling it Maleficent was, being like, ha ha, what a great day to imagine! They literally dusted the dust off of Conan yeah. and just did a musical on the know set me. of Conan. What is best in life? Oh to is- crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women... <laughs> <laughs> While she's like shaking titty tassels. Right. So she watches. I mean, it's it. And she's like doing the dance moves backstage. Like, yeah, she's wa- she watches uh, Crystal Castles or whatever. <laughs> actually, perform. <laughs> Close enough. Performing. Crystal Connors. Right. And she's she, a con woman. She, so yes. There we go. Right. And she, Nomi, is like mimics them immediately. It's like, I got live. it. She's yeah. doing it live. She's doing it live. Fuck this it. She's doing it live. The birth of the most hardcore frenemy relationship you've ever seen. 
the day she watches I have, Crystal I have, Connors. I have thoughts on the progression on the arc of this relationship. Rise from a volcano. Yes. Blasting her tits. She's right. got. She's yeah. been. It's before vajazzling. It was yeah. najazzles. It was yeah. nipples. Najazzled. Bejazzle, bedazzle. And the, I think it's supposed. Areolas. I think yes. in the world of the movie, it's supposed to portray like, wow, this is a big step up from the cheetah. Totally. This is look sure. at the production. Sure. They're any, not totally naked the whole time. It's, any, they only strip off topless. their clothes halfway sure. through, and it's only topless. There's no raunchy jokes. There's, there's no, no fat lady room. popping there's a bra. There's no guys wink, being like exactly. I'd like to suck on your tits. Right. Like, <laughs> the audience is is not even visual if you there's anyone there it. at all every yeah. time they fucking pan to the audience there's, there's no one it's there it's like a grandpa <laughs> eating a steak yeah. I love that they, yeah. they really added that point of accuracy to it yeah like fucking bunch of people cutting dry girls. roast and drinking cognac <laughs> in the audience yeah, and it's like it's like tourists but it's the, from Minnesota. But it's supposed to be the biggest show <laughs> in Vegas. The, like yeah. the showmaker. They the, make all these the Elvis parallels. Boomers and shakers yeah. are yeah. here, and this is right. the, the boomers and shakers. This the show, boomers and shakers are here. Yeah. This show was an addition to the timeshare that's ending their marriage. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like, let's get it together after goddess right so so crystal conway connor so whatever crystal connor says hey pretend you're my assistant i'm gonna go back here no no no, sorry molly says um um know me pretend you're my assistant i'm gonna go back and i'm a personal assistant to crystal connor's so you can come in you can meet those tits you fucking were ogling all night while she was doing the firebird right exactly so they go in and then they have their first exchange right which so, is yeah i'm just having a thought right now and i'm just gonna like say it right give now. it give it to the pot but like i think the equivalent now of what that show is is like lady gaga's meat dress no, no, no. It's like Lady Gaga on stage yeah. at the, you know, at the Cosmopolitan right. or whatever. Exactly. You know, or like Celine Dion or yes. Britney Spears yes. at Planet Hollywood. Well, I think that the Lady Gaga parallel is is definite because, at least for me, I think Lady Gaga is just like pop crap pretending to be art that's tricked a bunch of people who are poptimists already into yes. interpreting something that's utterly banal and commercial yes. as being bigger than it is. Mm. And so this movie is portraying this Vegas ballet as being this like epic thing. I know the only character in the fucking movie who calls it out is what's his name? Uh, uh, James. James James is like, oh, you think what they do is any different than what you're doing doing at the Cheetah? He's the only one who I was like, oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Doesn't Crystal say that at one point, too? We're all whores. Yeah. Well, she says, yeah. Show them what they want to see. They pay you. You Mm -hmm. cash the check. Like, right, but she's okay with it. She's like, this yeah, is just the world that we live in. And James is resentful. James is like, why are you wasting your time trying to get into that world? I can teach you how to, and you know, motives being what they are, but he's still like, I can teach you dance that I wrote for you. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you're a great dancer. Let's do this thing right, right. honest, in my shitty trailer yeah. studio. That's so no, the difference. Nomi Malone's big choice is the big choice of all aspiring artists, right? Do you want to do art or do you want to be famous or or more specifically be successful? Right. And I think it connects with how she wants to escape her past. So Mm -hmm. she But I think that the interesting thing about showgirls is that fame and being a whore are the same thing. 
Well, yeah, and definitely. They're, they're made explicit in this movie. Yeah, explicitly and that, I think connected. That, that is the thesis statement of Showgirls. Is like if you want to be famous, it's the same thing as being a whore. It's just like accepted by society. Okay, so I wanted you guys to talk about the exchange, the first exchange between Nomi and Crystal, where Crystal says the really cutting thing to her. Well, what did she say? Remember, she wants she's her to paint asked, her nails. She asks her, "Where do you dance?" Oh yeah. Oh right. That, oh, she's yeah, a yeah, cheetah. Yeah. So Nomi meets Crystal Connors. In and her Crystal like, Connors room. is in her zone. She is in her dressing room. It's after the show. She's, you know, basking in, like a, in the afterglow. Basking in the afterglow. She's topless. She's walking around. She's Looking taking fine. off her like sexy she's ass weave. Several barking, layers barking of hair. Barking orders at Molly. And barking orders at Molly. And Nomi comes in and is like just ogling that was amazing like how do i do what you do and she was just kind of like oh this is my friend nomi she's a dancer too is she now yes and she's really good what do you dance at darling um at the cheetah (laughs) i don't know how good you are darling and i don't know what it is you're good at but if it's at the cheetah it's not dancing i know that much Shit. Which is the classic old Broadway brush off kind of like yeah, that's Toots like what you're doing isn't even close. Yeah, but this is the one thing where I will say Maggie, you're kind of right because the, the this the, is the one thing that Maggie, <laughs> you're right. No, I'm saying because Maggie's whole thing is that this actually is kind of feminist forward. So throughout the movie, the typical response of the woman in this character is to be a little bashful and to be like a little taken aback and blah, blah, blah. But Nomi is always aggressively aggressive mm-hmm. yeah. in this situation. So her response, of course, is, to Crystal... Is go fuck yourself, what right? What does she say exactly? She says, you don't know shit, right? Yeah, or yeah. Something like that. Like Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And storms out. She's queen of the storm out in this movie. She's yeah, she's probably about 30 out. times. I will say that, that that theme holds true with Nomi's instant reactions to things, which isn't to apologize, which is the classic female Female trope of like oh i'm sorry and now i'm gonna go cry in an alleyway and like have to be built back up by my friends like she just is like no fuck you yeah and then bitch like yeah she storms out yeah totally yeah so she storms out when she storms out who does she meet james james is like i remember you kicking me in the dick last night what are you doing at riviera or whatever and she's like oh i was just there, you know, watching the show with my friend Molly. And he's like, what they do isn't, like, you think what they do is any different than, you know, what you do at the Cheetah? Like, it's all the same. You're all just, you know, you're all just strippers, basically, or whores. And she's, yeah. Being being an entertainer is, there's a fine line between being an entertainer and being a prostitute. Right. Is like, that's like what Hollywood is obsessed with. So... Okay, so Nomi meets Crystal, right? Mm-hmm. And then Nomi slips that she works as a cheetah. She wants right. to be a dancer, right. but she works as a cheetah right now. She's working her way up. Mm-hmm. She's struggling. She's just trying to make ends meet. So she's right. working at the cheetah and doing what she knows best, which is objectifying herself. And so, so the Crystal next shows is, up. Crystal shows up with her entourage and Zach, her boyfriend. Kyle McLaughlin. One of the. Gr- I don't How? know. Why? I don't know if it's a miscast. 
I think he is perfect for the role. I think that he is so gross. He is gross. Because you trust him. You want him to be good because he's like, I'm better than that. Like, I'm going to... I've right. got your back. Like, right. you're so hot. Like, he's got that strong whatever. chin. You can rely God, on. yeah. We got to find out if that was a chin implant because that thing was absurd. Kyle McLaughlin, I mean, please look. Can somebody please just quickly Google um, what he, like, how close to Twin Peaks he was compared to what he was doing in Showgirls? What do you mean, time wise? Yeah. Well, like it's, what, it's like five years later, right? I don't even know. When did it Because um, premiered? 1990. Yes. Okay, so 1991 was its final After episode. So four years its later. second season in 1991. Right. Yeah. So and he's, like, struggling to find his place in pop culture again. Like, he was a huge, like, you know. Well, he's a part Peaks of this. was a huge phenomenon. Yeah, and he got a lot of work. He was work. coming down from three years of cocaine after Twin totally. Peaks. Well, I feel like he had the wherewithal to think that this was going to be a cult classic, even though he didn't really know what the fuck it was. But the scene that follows is epic because it sets the scene for Nomi and Crystal in their epic battle for being their, the their black swan right, okay. battle for supremacy Head bitch in charge what happens is Crystal shows up with her entourage and her boyfriend Kyle right to, to, the, cheetah to the cheetah when the cheetah, Nomi is specifically dancing. to troll Nomi specifically because throughout the movie what you will see Escapade. Crystal is constantly in this hate love battle with Nomi. She she kind she's of recognizes with her. She, she she's recognizes hot and she hates her at the same. Well, time. she sees herself. Yeah, she sees the writing on the wall. She sees herself in Nomi. Yeah, same. They're inexorably linked. So it's so, like Nomi, so, Michael Douglas, and Charlie Sheen yeah. in Wall Street. Okay, right. it's like yeah. So Nomi so, goes out there. She does her slurm dance. But then she does it with gusto. She, she does, does it with, with just extra she's good. She's she's yeah, she gives it. She doesn't hold back. I think it's really important that she sees that Crystal is in the audience and she like brings it. It's kind of yeah. like that moment in um Save the Last Dance where Ju- powerful <laughs> reference. Where Ju- <laughs> Keep going. Do it spit. Preach. Preach. Church. 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 The it's, I'm sorry, I'm fucking this up. No, no. it's really okay, powerful it's, stuff. It, 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 Smoke she, this right so in the Julia microphone. So Julia Stiles shows up to the club, and she's been, chore- you know, she's been, like, practicing and stuff, and she knows that she's the shit, and she, like, shows up, and the audience thinks she's gonna suck, but really she's, like, badass. Sure. So Nomi shows up to Very. the cheetah and is just like, I'm gonna bring it because Crystal Connors right. is in the audience. I'm not gonna be um, kind of uh, talked down to, and I'm not gonna wilt I'm under the pressure of this, this star this I'm gonna, troll i'm gonna like rise above this. right that's this is why, this is one of several crystal has the ultimate like enemy hero um respect for her because she is the ultimate contender she's the contender right? totally she yeah it's a very down, rocky two relationship term, it's a very um than, but she brings it mm-hmm. brings i won but i didn't beat him mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so she's nomi dances her, her little heart out and okay, then she's so then, she licks that also, pole. Okay, she licks yeah, she literally about, licks the pole, on, which is let's a, just break it down in a OSHA violation. So this scene is important because it's like one of two. Che- it's actually the only cheetah scene. It's the only cheetah scene with her, Nomi, yeah. Like in her, it, it's like the status quo of Nomi at right. the cheetah. Right. And so she dance. She does her like general audience dance, and she right. kills it. She licks the fucking pole that, that many bubbles. Yeah, she gets just because she wants to like 
be the dominant one. And she her, gets like, toxoplasmosis like, from licking that fucking pole. And it is kind of a dumb move. Can it's I just dominant. Say, it, it's a dom move because, um, you know, they're they're talking down to her the whole time. You're the stripper. You're the whore. You're the blah blah blah. And she kind of like takes that role on to the utmost and owns them back because she looks so damn. Well, she gets good fully naked. It. She looks even though I I'd still like to maintain that uh, watching Elizabeth. Berkeley dance is maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. It's but rough. I get what she was trying to but do. She... Which is <laughs> I get the point of the movie. The thing is, yes. is like I I get what you're saying, and I feel like her locking eyes with Crystal, and she's there. Crystal's there to make her feel bad about sure. who she is, right? right? And Nomi's response is to just double down and go, "I'm gonna be." hotter than you are i'm gonna actually like make the man that you're with kyle mclaughlin think i'm hotter than you are yeah and i'm gonna do that by licking this fucking stripper pole right getting and looking right dead in the eyes while i do it and that is is a power another point that you made maggie which is where they are kind of these like trickster seductress whatever ladies that are in this kind of pretty lame basic fight with each other but what's kind of cool is to see the reverse and watch them play him against each other. Mm-hmm. And kind of, uh, you see them like, um, what's the word? Um, where you hit it back and forth at tennis. Oh, rally? You see them rally him back and forth to one another. Mm-hmm. Like, she tosses him over to her mm-hmm. to see if he can get a fucking boner. She tosses him back. And he is... He's maybe the dummy. He's in these been objectified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle yeah. McLaughlin in that scene is objectified, and they're using yeah. him as a power status. Yeah, he is an right. instrument for His their attention. in their. He's a weapon in their sexual warfare. Yes, exactly. yes, right. and they're and what, but their their currency is manipulating men to like them when right. they want them to like them, and when they don't want them to. Right, like them. and a big right. part of the movie is Nomi aggressively rejecting unwanted attention from men yep. whether it's robert davi whether it's just James. dudes out in the whether, in the club yeah, out totally. in the cheetah yeah. whether it's i mean basically she anybody she's extremely she's aggra- wanted and when she right. is not right wanted. which fact, is the one thing you don't have as a whore predominantly totally. in the movie you see she gives her affection more freely to women mm-hmm. oh yeah Way more freely to women her relationships with women are are i mean and much more sexually forward mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, because she feels like she can, um, it's almost like she wants that attention more because it's harder to get. Like, making a woman attracted to you is or it's, it's I think it's the shared I think it's solidarity. it's the, the warfare, like you said. It's her game that she's playing. She's playing with the women. She's never playing with the men. Yeah. They're she, just well, instruments. She's really engaged but with the women. When you say that, you mean, like, she, so, like, with Crystal, it's, like, an even match. They're playing chess. But with the men, she is playing a game with them, but they're like a puppet. It's not like a formidable adversary. It's like, I'm using you as a tool yeah, to get sure. what I want. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's, I think that the, the first scene, the only scene at the Cheetah where Crystal and um, Kyle McLaughlin get the private dance mm-hmm. right and Nomi gets to also i'm really into the foreshadowing into of her like sex her move, move. her, mo- her yeah, super her move her falcon her falcon punch is because that's her secret weapon that's right like what that, is, most, that is that like, is her hadouken i swear to god i'm not even super being, saying like, three over the top about it but Scare i think bomb. that that is what they use as her 
tool to like get what she wants like in the boat the two scenes she gets crystal's respect in the first scene when she is um giving a lap dance to kyle mclaughlin she uses the 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 move move, the dolphin move and then (laughs) the the second move she she gets the part she gets the understudy part of crystal connor's like yeah. that is her magical power is this fucking dolphin right which you really have to see to be believed flailing sex fuck movie. and yeah. it's really a fucking bummer because it's a caricature of, of womanhood from totally. a, a male perspective that's like a tommy wiseau you would really excel you can you just control the world bitch. like if yeah. you would just be the sex object i know and again like the that. the absurdity of the move of her flopping around like a dead fish with her legs wrapped around Kyle MacLachlan <laughs> until he dry comes in his pants. I love is that. One of, is so over the top oh that I have God. to think that like, oh, this is a classic Verhoeven. This is like, Rope. this is like the commercial in Starship Troopers when they like shoot the bug and it's half dead and they're like, you really got to shoot it and they shoot it again. They just massacre it. Like th- that's... It's so he, over the top no that someone directed that. I think there's he gets no off way. on mm-hmm. just hammering in a, a point. Yes. He's like, get it. Yeah. But I think that him coming in his pants from her dry humping him is such a power move. Like as a woman, I felt that. Like, <laughs> I felt Kyle McLaughlin's come, come without actually yeah. fucking them made me feel powerful just watching Nomi do it. Mm-hmm. To yeah. be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough for sure. And I mean, I think it's a really important scene in the movie because it kind of sets the standard again as hers, the the, the main contender. Yeah, and Crystal. and Crystal, you know, chal- is basically offers up a bunch of money to challenge her to get her alone to see what can you do. And then what she what Nomi ends up doing, as she did on the stripper pole, is she brings such a ruckus that by the time Crystal and Kyle McLaughlin are leaving, Crystal's kind of like okay, here's your money. Like, fuck you. She's kind of like, yeah. that was well, even better than I thought it could be. Because you see you... Crystal in the background during Nomi doing her whole dance. Yeah, she's getting and off. Crystal's dude. getting off, and she's also trying to be a part of it. She's, like, doing her whole sexy dance, blah, blah, blah. But then... He's not paying attention But he's not paying her. attention. Nomi yeah. kind of is She just totally like... is like... Yeah, steals thunder. Right. And no exactly. one is looking at her. Yeah. And she's super surprised that he comes. She does. She can't believe. But I also think it's really important in that scene, <clears throat> the dynamic between Nomi as a dancer and pockmarked Al being. Robert Davi. I don't even know what that. I mean, like in the strip clubs that I'm familiar with mm. in my family, mm-hmm. that's not how that works. There's not like a pimp on the floor that decides. Yeah. Um, who you give a lap dance to, and if you don't want to do it if they give you five hundred dollars then you just do it regardless of like there's like consent there's when you are a dancer you have to consent that's just how it is there's no guy that like overrides that so in showgirls when um nomi's boss overrides her you know unwillingness to give kyle mclaughlin and gina gershon like a, a lap dance him overriding her and saying, let's take the money for $500. That's like her lowest point yeah. before she, you know, Breaks shifts right. into her, you know, her, the worst version of herself. Right. That's like a, it's like a um, foreshadowing of her right. poor decision making. Well, not even poor decision making. just she like she gets back to being whored out again and to, yes. until the boat scene. Yes. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just triggering. Being whored out. Like yeah. her, the, the trigger for Nomi is being called a being prostitute called a whore. because she was a prostitute right. spoiler or alert or doing anything that makes her feel like a prostitute 
she just like I like that Nomi's real like plot line is that she was a prostitute and she's constantly battling to not fall to back into that, that hole because yeah, it's hard to get out of. So she does the lap dance, makes him come. Right. Power play is established. Right. Um, and James, by the way, sees this. Remember? James yeah, he pokes his head into the private room and sees this going down and is like, I see you. Right, what the mm-hmm. fuck? So she goes and. So he comes to her trailer the next morning. Right. And again offers her, like, I'd like to teach train you, you how to dance. I'd like to train you how to dance. And I think she tells him to fuck off again, right? Yes, yes. correct. Yes. Um, why so, do you think that happens so many times? Well, she doesn't, she doesn't trust his, uh, doesn't trust his motives. Um, keep going. So I think this is, it's at this point that Crystal sends message via somebody else to know me to go audition for just a, a stage girl, like a chorus girl Mm -hmm. at the goddess. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't realize it's through Crystal yet, though. Mm -hmm. She takes the audition. Mm -hmm. She goes to audition for it. Mm -hmm. And she's feeling really psyched. And uh, she she gets there. She auditions. She shows lip to the fucking pock. No, it's not pock. No, it's different, dude. This is Ironside. The audition scene is like one of the strongest scenes in Showgirls. I think that the... So, okay. So, just to paint a picture. um, So, Nomi is at the cheetah right and so she gets her first audition opportunity Mm -hmm. at goddess and she shows up as a person that used to be a stripper in like yeah she's like wearing like clothes she's like i'm wearing she had a long sleeve shirt on her belly shirt shirt, but she had i'm wearing like i'm covering my tits like i'm like covered up and not wearing that much makeup and then she shows up and everyone there is like basically nude right in heavy makeup ready to go and so she has to like immediately adjust slut up. which is slut kind up. of a sad like death yeah because she thought that it would be not like base. the cheetah it's the little death but it's yeah. more like the cheetah than she thought exactly so then so so she gets you know she gets into the audition and they start dancing and shit which is awesome and then <laughs> right. you know they start to dwindle more and more and uh they line up like right you know they line up and the, Ironsides. The <laughs> Tony Moss, the Tony Moss. talent director or whatever. Yes. He um debases all of the women. Right. He, Walks down like, the line and says He looks he base he judges them on their appearance. He's like, You your tits are too big, get out of here. Your ears aren't good. Your enough. ears need to be pinned back, get the fuck out of here. Right. And then like towards the end of Just the line, he's like women He's like, What other. kind of classes have you had? And she's like, I've had tap classes, I've had technique classes, jazz classes. Right blah 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 classes and he's like the show's called goddess it ain't called classes, classes. and so he Take dismisses her and then he gets to know me and he's like what kind of classes have you had i haven't had classes then what are you doing here i'm watching you be a prick <laughs> well you ain't seen nothing yet the possible knowledge of her past but i also think that he is like into her having like natural talent right because that's what james says is you're the best natural dancer i've ever seen it's like she's had life experience Mm -hmm. she hasn't had classes right so it's funny because there's this other weird thing that keeps happening which is she always gives lip right she doesn't fully worship the the deity of the stardom of 
Vegas showgirl. Yeah, life, she doesn't whatever. give Tony Moss the right. respect that he demands. She's like, so, I see you being a prick. And he's but like, that's what everybody's so right. intrigued in. She's the stallion that hasn't been broken mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. And that's the intrigue, right? Mm-hmm. So all of them kind of love her because they want to be the one that kind of like tames her and breaks her, totally. right? Totally. So that's how she gets this fucking gig because she makes it to the final three and then he makes her fucking straight up massage her nipples in front of him while they're making eye contact, make her nipples all, all hard. And then it's a topless show. It's mm-hmm. a topless show. And then he kind of takes it too far and she flips out and does her classic whip head turn, runs off right. stage. Fuck you, whips away, runs away. Right. And then isn't it Crystal who comes to talk to her at that point? Yeah. And like. And reveals that she's the one who got her the audition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she realizes, again, it's all part of everybody's show mm-hmm. and that she really is the unbroken stallion mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Mustang or whatever. So she Alex leaves. Stallion. And but it doesn't matter because she then finds out that she she got it. Yeah, she gets the part, and she leaves the cheetah. And that's kind of interesting because Crystal got her the audition as a troll, right? And then Nomi shows up and is like dismissive to the authority there, right? And then Crystal's like, "Haha, trolled you," and she's right. like, "Fuck you." And then the men decide that they actually really like her, right? She's all pelvic thrust, right? Right. You know, again, like, they keep. Into- her sexuality, her like her ability to like sexualize herself and her like past as a sex worker has right. it really helps her. And it's another example of Crystal trying to embarrass Nomi mm-hmm. by trying to prove to her that you aren't as good as I am at seducing men mm-hmm. and using them like I am. Mm-hmm. And turns she out. turns out that she is and she wins. Mm-hmm. Right. So that leads right. to Crystal being like game recognizes game but before she finds out so before nomi finds out that she gets the job there's one more scene with james she's out with james Mm. and then they go back to his place Mm -hmm. and he tells her he's going to teach her his his special dance he wrote just for her Mm -hmm. to a sick prince song so they start dancing together of course she immediately picks it up they're dancing dancing. it becomes all sexual it basically turns into a lap dance they're about to fuck she's like I'm on my period. He's like, I don't believe your shit. Let me check. He checks slides his hands down her pants. Mucus. That mucus is is real. It's there. It's it's pungent. Well, so so after this no, after the after the dipstick scene, this is this is what I think is a, a throwaway line that ends up being important. Mm. Is she's like, um, he's like, come on, like, you know, we could still basically we could still fuck. I got towels, and she's like, uh. You can fuck me when you love me. You can fuck me when you love me. Which, to scoot forward a little bit, after her first show, after Nomi's first show at the real theater, at the... uh, At the goddess? At the goddess. She gets a bouquet of flowers from Zach, or whatever his name is, from Kyle McLaughlin, that says, uh, you know, great show, love Love Zach. Zach. And she's all enamored by it, and she mm. swips it in James's face because he's betrayed her. Um, so she has her her dance, whatever, with homie, and they... Well, okay, wait, wait, but I, I think that that scene is important because it's, it's James trying to entice her into being... Um, like a lowly artist. He's right, like, right. hey, I'm interested in, in choreographing um, or choreographing uh, dance with you. I think you're talented. I think you're like very New York, let's just like grind it out and be like poor 
artists mm-hmm. and right. create choreography that's artistic. So I'm saying, do you want to be an artist or do you want to be successful? Right. But the or reason famous? she refuses him isn't necessarily because she's choosing fame over uh, toiling away as an undiscovered artist. The reason she rejects James is because he betrays her. Right. So she gets the she gets the show she at whatever. Know that yet, no, she doesn't know that yet. But she she gets the sh- the job at uh, goddess. 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 It ain't called classes. It's called goddess. She gets the job yes. at goddess, and, and she goes she to tell James, and, and turns yeah. and knocks on his door. He opens the door. He's like, "Oh, what the fuck? Who cares if you got a job there? Like, I thought we had something special with my my dance." And then she kind of looks inside and realizes that Penny, Penny's in her there. foil from Cheetah, is there, having just fucked james and he's like look she doesn't mean anything i'm just i gotta fuck we don't have any ties as he says yeah. and I she got no ties. and she storms off she's pissed she's been she feels she's been fully betrayed by him which is a powerful moment because originally she was coming to him as a friend to share her excitement with him mm-hmm. yeah but then after the betrayal there's no going back she's fully on the showgirl's route especially because she calls him out and she says did you promise her a spot on the show too? Right. So this gets into my theory about James and what he represents in okay. this whole story, which is he represents the classic abused woman and how the abused woman always goes back because this time he really means it. Mm. This time he well, really he means ab- he it. He represents the abuser. I'm, I'm the special princess and this time he really means I'm it I'm changing me. him. Yeah. Like right? He's going to actually mean it with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think he's honest. No, he's 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 far. The the idea is that he was telling every woman that even if he really did mean it for her. The fact is that he used it on every woman. Yes. And that makes him a scumbag. and He's gross. Oh, it's not if his love for her. It's it's not that his it's not that he's not because for her was not real. It's it's irrelevant, though, because the whole point is that every male character in there is doing the same thing. Zach Kyle, I Zach McLaughlin. I think that's the actual Kyle, truth. Right. The truth is, but I'm just saying You can't that. actually trust... I mean, like, whether she can trust Crystal Connors or not, like, they have actual real conversations yes. where they tell the truth to each other. Right. Whether they help them or not in their right. actions. But the truth... They that- talk to each other and they're like, I'm for real telling you the truth and every man is just like a manipulative asshole. And is openly and they make it very clear in that movie that each one of them is immediately and they lying and also you. like they tell you that because each man has a story that they tell the woman and then right. they show that man telling that story to multiple women. Right. Like with or, Kyle McLaughlin, it's right. Crystal and Nomi. And then with James, it's Nomi and Penny. Penny. Right? Right. So it's like they're just not to be trusted. So I, that's why I think it's a feminist movie is that it's it's painting men in a really terrible light. The status quo of Nomi and Penny and Molly and Crystal's lives is just dealing with the awfulness of having to objectify yourself just to get by. And to just be able to manipulate men to get by. Right. And then it's never, ever going to be like a peer-to-peer moment. It's just going to be um, like a Machiavellian just, chess just play. Basically, um, Nomi is getting really successful. She's dancing really well on the goddess, blah, blah, blah. As like the chorus girl. As the chorus mm-hmm. girl. And she goes back to visit James and it turns out James is about to marry Penny. And um, it's kind of the, 
what would you say? It's like the alternate reality that's kind of offered to know me where it's like, this is kind of what you this could have been you had, right? Yeah, this is the way it could have gone for you. Yeah, it's um, the life of, of he got Penny pregnant. They're about to get married. It's the life he of kind of treats Penny like shit, but it's the life of the working class person in this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. The life of the two working class characters right. is that one has dreams. They don't end up fulfilling them. They settle with a woman. They have kids. They work in a grocery store. The other one is that <laughs> right. she gets the shit kicked out of her by a man oh, and left right. in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Those are the, that's the fate of the i don't want to say real people in vegas because no one's real but the the people people who are it's the people of color which is explicit the three people of color in this movie end up at a grocery store and two of them get the shit kicked out of them one of them falls on stage and ends her career and the other one gets punched in the face so that's the fate of the people of color in this movie and they're i mean that's and that's what James's story arc is is he's it's not that he's a good person I don't think anyone in this movie is a good person yeah. but his the culmination of his story is that he ends up working at a grocery store and it's not again he's, no it's not just that is that he like knocked up some random bitch and like well he lives a completely well, and when Nomi goes to see him remember he's performing his performance yeah he is received it's received poorly yeah, yeah he tried right. to follow his dreams and it didn't work out. Maybe because Nomi was the one performing because Penny moves like concrete, like he says. <laughs> and no, maybe, that's the point, is that if he had... And if maybe he had it really di- was written for Nomi. Yeah. It was really right. Yeah, it doesn't work with Penny. Also, like, I think it's really interesting that the, the choreography of that dance is, is... Literally their dance. It's literally her doing the laugh dance for Kyle McLaughlin. That's, yeah. it, that's what it is. And it is. doesn't work. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't, uh, doesn't prowl. Right. So... <laughs> She dips out of that. She's like bummed, and she leaves. Well, she's like, that's that's very much what I don't want. That's yeah, that's her whole exactly. goal. That's well, like she I think it, it's away. like I think it's mm. just like uh, it's supporting her. Um, it, it's it's giving her fuel to do whatever it takes to not be like that, and that's why it happens. Is this scene before the pushing down yes. the stairs? Okay, because yeah. I, I see this. I think it's fueling her to be to do whatever it takes to not be like that. Well, I think it's fueling her belief that there's there's no way back now. Because what she's, when she sees the show, she tells James, I thought it was great. I thought you guys were great. And he's like, everybody hated us. Listen well, to them also, booing us. But also his choice of audience is wrong. Him doing it at the Crave Club is not right. And that's, that's why all goddess, he has. But also, but that's what the difference is between the cheetah and the goddess is the audience is like, what is the perspective of, of right. what people are showing up to see? Yeah. Is that if you go to the cheetah, you expect strippers. If you go to goddess, you expect a topless show. Even but they're though the they're fucking the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the next big scene that we're going to talk about is the boat show. Oh, she is. Right. So Nomi. this is another yeah. uh, crystal, I always want to call crystal. it crystal. Well, she's it's named after crystal, right. holy right. water. It's, yeah. So crystal kind of secretly organizes and like lightly implies to Nomi that she should do this show. Well, it's after the fact they have a conversation where crystal equates what they do at goddess as being a prostitute right and, and she nomi says is like no that's not true i'm not right. a prostitute that's not who i am anymore right. then this I've, is different one, one of the I producers think. comes up to nomi and another girl and is like hey let's do this boat show you make a thousand dollars for one day's work it's very cash a lot of fun and this is when molly says and molly's hey. like hey don't do that but crystal keeps trying to interrupt her and is like hey molly it's shut the f- come over here shut the fuck up molly quit 
quit ignoring me. Come oh, over here. Right. She's trying to interrupt Molly, and Molly yeah. is trying to be like, look, other girls have done this, Nomi, and they didn't fucking like it. Yeah. But Nomi's like, a thousand bucks. It's a thousand dollars. So she goes, the boat show is basically just her at like the Las Vegas Expo Center dancing on top of a boat with another girl. Then yeah. producer like- guy who offers her the job comes up and says like, all right, like the party's just getting started. You want to, what's the, the code Lobster. word? We're gonna be, oh, it's, uh, uh, have you heard? Caesar sing. Caesar sing. Have you heard Caesar sing? Which is basically code for, why don't Let's you smoke fuck. my pole? <laughs> so, Nomi, the other girl is like, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Her, yeah, she kind of wilts now. under the pressure. And Nomi immediately sees through it, probably because of her past. And it's like, another one of her heavy whiplash. Fuck you, I'll never fucking do that. But also, Flips I out. like that she used to charge $100 for a fuck, and $1,000 would not get her to fuck. Like, she is like... She is Principal adamant in her change. Yeah. She's like, I am not a prostitute anymore. Yeah. Until, I used to charge yeah. fifty to a hundred dollars, but I ain't doing that anymore. Until, yeah. So she storms out. Then here's a very pivotal scene. She goes to the Kyle McLaughlin character, and she's like, "This just fucking happened." Yeah, your producer just That's just right. tried to prostitute he's her ally me at this point. Right? He's like, he thinks oh, you're so she sexy thinks that he's, she made you. him come in his pants at the thing. Yeah, so she, she's like, she feels like she has power over him right so he is upset when he hears this right he calls the producer producer and says get here he screams at him in front of her he demands that he apologize to her i won't uh tolerate any behavior like anything like this again and you're out of here so he leaves and then fucking uh, nomi walks walks out feeling very secure i got what i wanted i'm in control i have an ally and then there's a split second scene of kyle mclaughlin calling the producer back back and saying get back here you big idiot yeah lol jk we tricked that bitch over her yeah like let's keep raping got another one played another one yeah so but obviously nomi doesn't know this right but this is an important scene but I think it's important to see that, like, once you leave the room, the conversation completely changes. Right. Even though it's really upfront about how um, misogynistic the, like, show business is. Right. It still could get so much worse once you leave the room, which I think is bone chilling. Right. Agreed. So. So, it's at this point that Nomi's waiting in the backstage and Kyle McLaughlin's character is walking out and says, do you need a ride? And she at first says no, but then she says, oh, wait a second. And she gets the ride <laughs> of her life. That doesn't, that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, okay, so she's hanging out with him. Right, she takes a ride in Kyle McLaughlin's red Corvette. He's a little right. red Corvette, a la Prince, right. to his uh, Scarface well, uh, cocaine he mansion. Says where to, and she makes a right. conscious decision. So I think this is to make it seem like she has the power in the situation. Like she's deciding. Yeah, she trusts him. I'm she's gonna choosing. I'm going to fuck you. And he's like, yeah. all right. But all the audience right. still thinks, you know, like, <clears throat> oh, she's she's got the power. So he pours the champagne lube over her head right. in the pool. Well, okay, so th- this is... Pool. He this, turns on his dolphin pool. This is the dark baptism. This is the scene <laughs> This is the scene where everything changes for Nomi. It's the scene... The only way to explain the way this scene is shot is to see it as extremely <laughs> symbolic because otherwise it is ridiculous to the point that even Paul 
Verhoeven would be like, this is makes no fucking sense. <laughs> so she gets into the pool. She takes off all her clothes. Kyle MacLachlan has a stunt ass that walks into the pool, too. Possibly po- his. Possibly his, although he was way too swole. Kyle MacLachlan's pouring champs all over her. She sucks his dick underwater somehow. For with one that. second. Teases yeah. him. Teases him. With Teases him for one, for one second underwater. And she gets up on him there's this uh kind of waterfall part of the pool that's the pump waterfall it's the dolphin pump. spray out of the mouth dolphin right spray out of the mouth. so Perfect she mushroom. does her move the same move she did in the lap dance <clears throat> with crystal she does the move again but because it's in water <laughs> and she's at waist height she is flopping around like she's in the fucking cove getting harpooned by a japanese look sailor she is up. look up just, just that scene flopping the water and she's underneath the waterfall. So the water is falling into her mouth as she is gasping in and out no of the frothing it. water. It seriously is the most unsettling it thing. It looks like she's time. having an epileptic episode. Yes. It made me feel like my contacts were going to blast out of my face. So the only way I explain Even this. Even if you do find Kyle McLaughlin attractive. I do. In that scene, it's rough. I like that chin implant. It's very, very rough because he is just trying to catch a slippery salmon in the river (laughs) as it flops away from him under the river. But don't you think that was such an echo of their lap dance moment? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. That's exactly what it is. The fulfillment. This is why. It's the true This is why I call it the dark baptism. The only way to make sense of this scene and the way it was shot, having it be in the water at waist height. These are just decisions you don't fucking make to make a character go horizontal into water, underneath water, falling from above. So the only reason that was happened is it's because it's supposed to mirror the dunking of the head and the coming back up and being reborn. Except this one is evil because after she comes up after fucking Kyle McLaughlin in the water she's a different person she takes yeah. a bu- she fucks him first of all which she hasn't done with anybody that's in the true. movie that's true she takes a bump of cocaine yep. off of his bed I wrote a that's whole fucking true. list she takes a bump of cocaine off of his fucking uh, bedside table oh, she's turned to the dark she, side n- Molly t- tells her don't get sucked into it she becomes cattier with Crystal telling her like Oh, what's the, what does she say to Crystal when she oh, sees her the next day? She says like. Uh, it's also after this she does not speak up when she watches the marble dance scene. Yeah, happen. when she sees the girl get sabotaged, right. we right. sees the one other black character get her ass kicked. She doesn't say anything. She's becoming more cutthroat after she gets dunked like this. Ooh, yeah, dark bad. The only one who congratulates her on becoming uh, Crystal's understudy, is, which is is, is, her, is her. For basically her friend in crime the one yeah. who knows that Nomi knows and all this dreadlocks. all this drama with Molly or Molly's like look I, I don't trust you I, I feel Ooh, you've I like changed that. it all changes dark after baptism. the after the dark baptism oh my god with uh, with bright eyes in the in the pool <laughs> okay Connor so burst. the day after um they fuck there's another audition and it's the audition for understudy um of crystal crystal's understudy in the show and it's gently implied by a few of the men that crystal's getting too old it's been almost Mm -hmm. 10 years of crystal in the number one bitch position goddess galore and um they're needing to have an understudy for her so of course Nomi is in the audition for it, mm-hmm. and but she got that. note for the future, 
So is uh, the dready girl with the two kids. Mm-hmm. She brings her two kids into the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she kind of like represents the dark side of of Nomi. Like she like dreadlocks girl. I don't even know what the fuck her name is. I've seen that movie like ten times. It's like the very cut. But it's like her the egg, willing to do anything. Right? It's like the person that's yeah. just like I'm gonna go for mm-hmm. what I think is right. Right. When it's just brutal and there's no moral code. Yeah. I do. No moral code. Let's just like blast this bitch. Right. So. So what's initially decided by basically just Kyle McLaughlin hot off that puss um, (laughs) is that Nomi gets it. He's like Nomi's the sexiest bitch. And at this point is the first time Crystal doesn't have her like fun competition with Nomi anymore. Mm -hmm. She straight up sees her as a threat. It's serious. Right. Yeah. And so Nomi finds out that she's got the understudy uh, position and she's psyched. She feels like a little bit more empowered. So basically what happens is... He's like, you're not worth it. She's offered the role, but then overnight it turns out Crystal goes to her lawyers Mm -hmm. and is like, I am not about to get thrown out of this show I'll walk right now and your show will tank. Mm. And so basically they have to rescind their offer to Nomi just because Crystal is threatened by her and threatens legal action. So Nomi's pissed at this point and flips out at Kyle McLaughlin who says, you're not worth it. And then she storms out of his office. Um, so this opens up to the very famous scene where they're all dressed like bikers yeah, and they're, they're in the weird like, like steel like they're like it's like assless chaps but for boobs this is what i don't understand about goddess is it's like this what's the plot, what's the plot but then this one's like the bdsm one with like leather this is the dystopian straps. future yeah or, or it's, and it looks like steel beams on the setting it's yeah. either the it's dystopian industrial. future or it's the classic 80s 90s reactionary present something like um death wish or something like that yeah right? where yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like out on the street there are crooks clad in leather and they're there's coming like for you zero, and they're gonna kick like your ass manhole covers with steam it's it's, it's like yes, robocop exactly. you know it's supposed to be a mirror of a dark present or a Fighting very barely distant future but i think future. it's important in that dance routine for crystal and nomi where it's like a slave girl she's like come here slave at she the says end. that at one point yeah and that very... like triggers nomi they're have they're already having like a legal battle of nomi right. not being able to be her understudy and then Buster and being like, bitch. Yeah, and not getting the understudy job, feeling, feeling, again, feeling betrayed by Kyle McLaughlin. Mm -hmm. But it also is Crystal who initiates. Crystal is the one who trips her first. But I think it's a culmination of all those things. I think you're right. Like her not getting the understudy position was like, I just fucked that guy for nothing. It's post dark baptism, so she's a different person now. Yeah. So as they're going down the stairs. She just fucking shoves Crystal. Mm-hmm. Crystal goes flying, eats shit, breaks her whatever. Everyone's like, "Did well, you see what happened? But Who was okay. behind?" No, and well, yeah. and her hip. She has a concussion, fun. but that'll, that'll, be, that'll fine. be fine. Everyone's like, "Did you see what happened? No, me. What happened? You were behind her." And she was like, "Oh, I didn't see what happened. She just fell." And then other girl who Dre- tripped uh, her own like, enemy. Yeah, white dreadlocks. White dreadlocks is like, oh yeah, I saw Nomi was nowhere near her. Wink, wink. Yeah. So, so they got each like, other's back as evil scumbag yeah. backstabbers. Allied herself with the immoral dick face. Yeah. 
But and also I like that Crystal was threatening with lawyers that Nomi should never be her understudy, and then she gets taken out, and immediately Nomi is her understudy. Right. It's like Where the lawyers, lawyers have also been taken out; they also have knee injuries. So yeah. then Chris or uh, Nomi gets promoted yeah. to new Crystal. She's the new head of the. Uh, She's the new star of goddess. <laughs> goddess. She's the head of yeah. goddess. She's the goddess head. She's yeah. the godhead. And in less than 24 hours, they make a billboard of her <laughs> right. phase. And I she's living like... this parallel life where she's, you know, getting the interviews. She's getting mm-hmm. the red carpet treatment. Mm-hmm. Oh, nobody's a star. She's always been a star. She's the best part of Vegas. And totally. she gets invited to the she big. She gets invited to the big gala. Fancy, the big hard. gala. Oh, where gala. where gala. Andrew Carver, who's this musician that Molly has is obsessed with, and, and is has going been obsessed with, has the, obsessed whole with the whole movie. movie. It's going to be. You're skipping something. What are we skipping? At one point, right after everything with... Crystal? Crystal goes down. Uh, Molly comes to Nomi and says, did you push her down the stairs? Because Molly doesn't think that Nomi's innocent. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, Molly she thinks knows. that Nomi's changed yeah. after the yeah. dark baptism. She knows, yeah. <laughs> Molly knows that she only has her eyes on becoming number one bitch. Mm-hmm. HBIC, head bitch in charge. Right, and calls her out on it. But then forgives her when Nomi invites her to the big party to see, right. what's his name? Andrew, Andrew Carver. Carver. Andrew Carver. Who's Molly's and, okay, favorite. Okay, so let's talk about Andrew Carver because he, she, he looks like is Fabio. a potent... Right, country entity star in the movie, but he's only talked about in passing, and then like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, he shows up and like fuck shit up. Literally. But like <laughs> he is, I feel like his position in the um, MGM family as remember Kyle McLaughlin is like you can't fuck with him. He's part, like, of, part the of the family. So we all you. play the same venues, Patrick. like. You can't, yeah, Capitalism. yeah. So he's like, he is the, yeah, exactly. It's it's just another indication of like what it would be like as a man to right. be as famous as Nomi is. He right. doesn't have to take his clothes off, and he's in charge of all of the things that he's in charge of. Like he doesn't do shit without wanting to do it. Right. So it's very much like he's important. I feel like because he is. He's protected in a way that the girls be, aren't, but yeah. she will never be because she's a woman. She's and he's protect. He's a protected literally physically and in the and also, narrative of the story in a way that none of the female characters the are shit that nomi does where he uses his sexuality to um yeah, I mean, overpower people yeah he, he seduces molly way. yeah and maybe right? that is contrasted in the scene where remember after crystal goes to the hospital and they're having the meeting with all the higher-ups and someone says crystal is the star of the show what are you talking about and then the owner says like well, the show must go on. Right. And so that's the classic. That's the classic Broadway. She the show can must go be on. Replaced. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't matter. Right. So um, they go, and Nomi really does plead with Mary, or Mary, goodness, Molly, to come to the party. Please come to the party. Mm-hmm. It's not a party without you. Mm-hmm. So Nomi, of course, of course goes to live her fine night of being goddess that's that's the that's what she's been wanting is that night of like Mm -hmm. having the man well she gets to taste she's the only working class character who hasn't been destroyed so she gets to get pulled up by by nomi for one second she gets to put on her nice clothes she gets to get pulled up with the famous people she gets to hang out with her famous friend and she gets to meet her idol right 
she gets to meet her god figure. Right. And what ends up happening... For it, Molly. Yeah. Yeah. And what ends up happening is Andrew takes or her over, they get some, get some drinks, and then he literally beats the shit out of her, and all him and, and his buddies, uh, yeah, gang rape run her. Uh, they run a train on her. And then yeah. she just, like, walks out into the party and collapses, and no one thinks to go, who did this to you? They all just, like, shuffle her into a hospital, and then later it's like, you can't call the cops yeah. because but, Andrew's protected. But honestly, right. that was the most truthful part <laughs> of that entire movie, is that? No. I get, th- I Are understand. Are you serious? I understand that hierarchy and patriarchy is evil but if somebody stu- uh, so one of the people one of the help would have called 911 at that moment if somebody walked out bloodied to shit it doesn't happen like that sure 911 was called no not, no one called 911 because no one went to go do it and he was like don't do that i mean have you been reading anything about jeffrey epstein yeah but no yeah, one that's true that's at not what parties. happened i'm but sure that's how that happened when you shift uh, reality, I think a lot of these people, like, we've been watching a lot of well, the Real Housewives right shows, and that is the way they think. They think through legal terms first. So I think in people in those prestigious oh, I th- I think circles... That, I think that Kyle McLaughlin's response terms. is completely accurate to the way those people respond. I, mean, I just mean in terms of somebody know. stumbling out into a room full of 500 Maybe people. Okay, in the wait, house... wait, wait, wait. Can I, just, can I just talk for a second? Okay. This is meant so... to be a minor... Well, no, no. I think it's interesting because I think that that's what Jeffrey Epstein is all about, is that he had a group of people that did whatever the fuck he wanted, whether it was like a person stumbling out with like a a fucking dagger in their side and them all saying, I didn't see anything. Right. Like, I don't think that that's that wild to have. I don't think it's. No, I don't think it's wild to have people covering people's asses. Everyone being like, no, that didn't happen. I just mean that this kind of like ballroom portrayal of like caesar stumbling out from behind the curtain being like ah yeah and then collapsing and everyone just being like okay and then it just like cuts to the next scene and she's in the hospital and it's like well can't tell anybody i'm like everybody already everybody knows what happened there's no i like that you think that's the most I don't th- unrealistic i do think that's the most the unrealistic show. part of the movie i just don't think that that's I mean, I get what it's you're saying. It's a gross portrayal of something that's... I think that really does happen. Yeah, yeah the whole the whole that's other not, part of it. It's of... just not that weird that that would happen because that yeah. happens fucking every day. Yeah. I think that the Kyle McLaughlin power play of like, don't call the cops, also have a bunch of dirt on you. That's absolutely real. Yes. It's 100% real. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the part I find believable. I don't find absolutely. somebody stumbling out beaten to shit and having everyone yeah. just be like, that's over the top. But again, who fucking gives a shit? It was supposed to be a minor thing. But that, anyway, that's um, Nomi's like come to Jesus moment. Yeah, right? that that's cures her of the dark baptism. It's her sobering moment in her drama. Is there an equivalent of that for like the the white rebirth? <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she basically, she she rediscovers her friendship and solidarity with her roommate and only true friend Mm -hmm. and both there's two moments that are like that so so just to fast forward a little bit she sees molly in the hospital realizes what has happened kyle mclaughlin is like you can't call the cops by the way i had my pi run an investigation on you i know everything about you this is your real name this is what happened to your parents this is what you used to be all a, the prostitution you, all the prostitution hence why you you're hashtag triggered by being called a whore right and you know he makes some cutting remarks about how how, how much, much did you, you used to, to cost and she says 
50 maybe a hundred dollars and he's like you're a great lady you've got way too low self-esteem right. she yeah. spits more saliva than any human <laughs> any can human. she's, she's like, like a king cobra <laughs> just spews acid in his face and she scurries out of the room what are those dinosaurs that spray dilophosaurus <laughs> yeah she dilophosaurus <laughs> she dennis nedry's him <laughs> and then uh, uh, uh. didn't say the magic word uh 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 uh, uh, uh. <laughs> So she comes back to Molly, has one of those kind of prayer over the hospital bed movie moments, and is like, "Now also, I know can what I, I have just to say do." A terrible friend leaves her there like that, like. Well, she okay, like, but she leaves her to fucking seek revenge on her ass. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a friend moment. So she goes That's to true. Andrew's room and is like, "Hey, Sorry, I'm, I'm you know gets the shit no, do it. gets past her gets past his guards, and like, hey, I'm here to see Andrew. My hey, leopard print my everything, yeah." But I like that. I like that scene because she's like, I don't know. I just feel like her using her sexuality against him is important. Well, she becomes a femme fatale mm-hmm. at the end. She yes. comes a Miss Forty Five yeah. figure. So she right. gets into the room. He's ready to snork on her, and she just pulls out a knife and then kicks the <laughs> shit out of him. Just absolutely annihilates him. Yeah. Which rules? And then yeah. she and then she slips away, and she goes to Molly and says, "You know, I got you, boo. Beat the, the fuck out of that guy." And then I wish she had said I kicked the shit out of him while wearing leopard print. Yeah, everything and, and was my leopard. Were my titties were in his mouth. My fa- my fake rubber nipples that were stuck Those on were me. Weird. So then, this is the the end of the movie with Crystal is what ties my theory of the movie mm-hmm. together, which is that Crystal is there, her career is over. Mm-hmm. She's got her settlement. She's out of the biz whether it's because nobody replaced her or it's because she's been beaten she's to shit tired. she's yeah. done and you know what she's basically admits to it she's like look yeah. i've been doing this for a decade i identified with that a lot yeah. i'm done and she's got no makeup on she's mm-hmm. just sitting in there with her career over and they share this moment where they're just like yeah like basically crystal's like yes you know there's the always a bigger sucks. there's always another woman behind you on the stairs a younger, ready to, yeah, shove younger, you down the stairs. Yeah, ready yeah. to shove you. Which is very like Judy Garland, like yeah, yeah. A Star is Born. Yeah. Yeah. And they share this kiss, which is basically them giving up on this town and this dream. And it's them returning to the only thing they connected on before at all, which is when all they had that, all that sexual tension at that lunch when they're talking about eating <laughs> fucking dog chow. I feel like that's, that's the right. Thelma and Louise moment. All that's the time. Driving off the cliff. Like, <clears throat> all yes. the time. The times when they're not fighting, it's when they're connecting over. How like, fucked up it is. Over like nails that Nomi did in her trailer. Or eating dog chow in their shitty lives. Yeah. Or yeah. being out of the game and done with this fucking Vegas world. Or again, Every- just fighting over the one thing that they know how to fight over, which is manipulating men with their. And each other. Bodies. Like, they were manipulating each other with their sexuality, too. Right. So, right. at the end, it's it's finally the fall bad. of all that veil. All the Vegas glam is rubbed off, either on, on purpose or unintentionally, from both of them. And they're just left with each other. And they share this, the most passionate kiss in the movie, probably by far. It's closed up. It's the only kiss that's shot in close-up. It's a tight kiss that's been like hinted at throughout the entire movie there's all these moments when crystal and nomi are like right up against Mm -hmm. each other is it going to be at the titty touch dance scene is it going to be at fucking lunch is it going to be in this dressing room scene when they're when they're when they're holding hands together in uh crystal's dressing room the only time they actually kiss is when nomi's given up 
she's out of who on her way out of town. And when Crystal is being forced to give it up, and she's and done with the Vegas life, finally smears all that purple fucking lip liner oh my God. onto Crystal's I, I face. I love that. They're, I love the so much purple usually they, like, lip liner. Do a shot of yeah. them kissing up close, and then another shot of them like pulling, pulling away. away, and they've redone their makeup. But they just showed that close up with just the lipstick all over Crystal's face. Up to the nostril. I liked that. I thought that was yeah. kind of like gross and yep. raw. And that's their solidarity moment mm-hmm. is that they're both broken by Vegas and they're done with it. Uh-huh. And that's when they're finally able to connect. Because the only characters that she ends up having any real connections with are James, Molly, Molly and Crystal. Yeah. She doesn't have a real connection with James. She has a real connection with James at the end. She feels betrayed by him in the middle, but it culminates in him being like, look, like I couldn't cut it. My dreams fell apart. Now I'm getting married to this. There's not even any bad blood there. Mm-hmm. In that last moment when... But he's after, a cautionary tale. Oh, it's not that he's a good person. But the solidarity, the trust that exists between them is founded in the fact that they share suffering. Mm-hmm. And they share the Last same dreams and broken, the same hopes and the broken same. dreams. So when she interacts with James at the end and she yeah. sees his life falling apart in a way that her life could have fallen apart or probably has in the past, all is forgiven. Yeah. When she's there with Molly, who she's been resentful with after the dark baptism and who Molly's been mistrustful <laughs> of her, and she sees her broken and abused by the very people that she brought her into, that she trusted, Nomi trusted, the solidarity is refounded. And when she's there with Crystal, with all the makeup smeared away, broken, career, both of their careers over, they share this kiss that is reunifying their connection with one I another. I think that's like hella, like, Nietzschean. <laughs> it's whatever it is. I That's that's what I think. Right, though? That's, that's what that, I've been... That's like they've been broken down to nothing, and they're just like... I think it's I think it's beautiful. It's kind of communitarian. It's, it's like I think it's super philosophical. returns to their uh, class, don't they? Their well, yeah, it's class. they're stripped away. All the Porzies, even Crystal, right, return back to their like out of the limelight. See, I it's didn't what they, I didn't get that from life. Crystal. I I thought that she was like set. I feel like she sacrificed her life and she then, got the settlement, but she was out of the limelight. Yeah, but she wasn't financially. Right. No, no, yeah, but, it's maybe. But she was out of the scene. She yeah. wasn't the love. Maybe, she wasn't the darling of Vegas anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's yeah. not yeah, a sure. maybe it's not a class solidarity, but it's a solidarity through suffering. Mm, sure. It's mm-hmm. a solidarity of people who have had she dreams, out. had dreams, mm-hmm. and had them mm-hmm. lost. James had his dream; it died in front of him. Molly had her dream of meeting Andrew; it turned against her. Nomi had her dream of being the biggest thing in Vegas; mm-hmm. it turned ashes in her mouth. Crystal had her dream for ten years. And it died just like she knew it would. So they just all how it started. Just how it started. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So all these people end up kind of reaping what they, they sow in a really yeah. dark way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing that the four redeemed characters share is their suffering. Yeah. Whereas no one else suffers. You don't see fucking Kyle McLaughlin ever show any. You don't see any of the male characters other than James who's had his dreams crushed. Yeah, you don't right. see any of them show any empathy, show any feelings of like, hurt feelings. Um, right, or receive any consequences. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. So the only male character who suffers any consequences is the one who suffers. I mean, mm. he, or the, his suffering is the thing that connects him finally mm. with Nomi. Mm. And he's the only one who actually connects with Nomi. it makes him a better person. It makes him a better person yeah. because he yeah. looks at her and he agrees with her because what she said when she first showed up to Vegas was t-shirt mottos. Life is pain. This is all bullshit. Nothing good ever happens to anybody. And what he's repeating back to her in their redemption connection moment is, 
I agree with you now. Life is pain. Nothing does mean anything. But at that point, she's high in her own supply. She thinks, well, I'm not sure I believe that. How very sad of you to think that because I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. But it turns to shit. Their connection is in their pain mm-hmm. and in the destruction yeah. of their dreams. Showgirls. Mm-hmm. Showgirls. Dude. Yeah. Wait, let me end this. Okay. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> you lose all your money, honey? You want to make some more? It won't take any longer than 15 minutes. Sooner or later, you're going to have to sell it. Mm-hmm.